0: One of the things that's interesting is that um, when Umar anhu um, you know conquered um, Jerusalem, it's interesting that the way that he conquered Jerusalem wasn't through force of arms as people may, may, may want to 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 believe, but it was actually through. Um, the fact that the the, the people of Jerusalem them, themselves saw the character of Umar alayhi anhu And when yesterday I mentioned, the Umar was called the Just. Remember in in, in the Western yeah. academia, he was called Umar the Just. And when he entered into entered into um, you know the Jerusalem, he was given the keys of the city. And it's interesting that by Ibn Jarah, when he when he was entering the city, he was actually on a on a mule, and Umar anhu was actually walking into the city, and they thought. Where's the Khalifa? Where's this leader of the Muslims? And in fact, Umar radiallahu was walking into the city and they, they handed them the keys. And that's the first time, after over 500 years of, of very oppressive Roman rule, that, that the Jews and, and, and the Christians of that city were actually given a degree of, 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 of compassion and a degree of justice. And it actually comes back to this issue of, um, you know, we're talking about the Prophet Sallallahu wasallam. One of the things the Prophet did do is used... You know, media of that time, which is basically oral speech, to persuade people to actually impact on people's lives in a way that was unheard of at the time. And this is why, when we talk about radio, we talk about TV, we talk about you know social media and all these things. One of the most important things about these these mechanisms to 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 spread the word of God is that you have to do it with the most the, the essential elements of that itself, which are actually to do with the person them, themselves who are presenting um what they're saying and this in fact if you go all the, all the way back to aristotle you know dawood studied philosophy he'll know aristotle had a book on rhetoric the art of rhetoric and he talked about the fact that to to convince people about something and we're in the middle of obviously the middle of the european um referendum to convince somebody you have to have a number of elements to actually convince the person and he he pointed it down to three things and, and when we look at the prophet we see these things perfectly manifest in the prophet the first thing he mentions actually is ethos which is you have to have some sort of um, appeal to the character of the person. So when the Prophet came and he tried to convey his message and he presents his message, the first thing he did was actually to stand in front of people and say, Who am I? And what do you say about me? And they said, You're the Ameen. And when the Prophet came into Mecca after the conquest of Mecca, he said, What do you think of me after having conquered Mecca? And they said, ibn "Karim ibn Kareem, you're, you're, you're a generous person. Ibn Karim a son of a generous person and this is one of the names of the Prophet Karim and the Prophet just through his character was able to convince people never mind about the whole mechanism of, of, of conveying your message and, and getting the message out there the Prophet conveyed and, and, and instilled within people the importance of actually living walking the walk as you, as you would say instead of talking the talk the ethos was there but the Prophet also had this quality of the, the argument as well so think of it you've got a person who you can believe in but if they're not saying the right things, you will stop believing in the person. The Prophet had the logo, logos, which Aristotle talks about, which is an argument as well. And the last thing the Prophet had, which is actually the most fantastic thing that was given to him by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the Prophet himself said, or to Jawam al-Kalim, I was given the most concise speech, which encompassed so many meanings, was what Aristotle talks about, and he talks about pathos, a, a method of inciting people to accept the message. And this comes, I mean, in, in an age in which advertisement is, advertising is so prevalent. I mean, you probably know more about footballers than you know about the companions of the Prophet Sallallahu wa You know, if you talk to people, they'll know more about, know more about celebrities than they'll know about the companions of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi They'll know more about marks and, 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 and specific, uh, you know, things they buy and sell, more than they'll know about the artifacts of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi what he used to wear, what he used to eat, what he used to drink. You know, to the point that if, you, if I say McDonald's to you, you'll definitely know, what their, what their theme tune is just loving it or loving it whatever it is Nike the same thing just do it right away you click on that and when we think of the Prophet convincing people and persuading people we find that he does it with the most perfect mannerism he does it with the most perfect you know logic and he also does it in a way that you know the, the rhetoric and the force of words of the Prophet is such that people you know they were in his company it's, as a companions mentioned, the Prophet was as if the people around him is as if there was, there was there was birds perched upon their heads, out of their submission to the Prophet's character and his speech and his rhetoric, um, and and really that's really you know radio stations have to try and vie and strive to present some of that quality.
1: Before, when we did um, some of the program, one of the things that was picked up on was the Mojiza, the miracle of our age, mm-hmm. is articulation. Mm-hmm. Miracle of our age is speech, the rhetoric. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could, could you tell me a little bit more about that? Why I mean, why articulation is a Mojiza?
0: I mean, w- w- one of the things they talk about when they talk about prophets is that prophets were sent specifically to their community which what appealed with what appealed to that community itself. So, at the time of Isa medicine and illness and the curing of illness was seen as being something that the practitioners of, of, the, of the fine arts and medicine would, would, would excel in. At the time of um, Sayyidina Musa it was ma- magic, um, you know, potions and, and the art of magic itself. But when the Prophet was sent, he was sent with a very specific um, miracle, which was the miracle of speech, of, of kalam. And this is why even in theology, Muslim theology, when the the most important topic in theology is is a, is, a, is a discussion on speech, the speech of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, because in in effect, the Quran um, is the most perfect manifestation of any um, mu'jizah that you can have, any miracle that you can have. Why? Because of the content, the the speech, the rhetoric, and he was sent because the the people at the time were moving beyond superstition; they were moving beyond. Magic, belief in magic—they were moving beyond sleight of hand. They were going into the into the, the era of logic and uh, understanding and and discussion. Mm. And what the Prophet did was he appealed to their reason, as much as he appealed to their emotions, as much as he appealed to the manner of speaking as well. Mm. So all of these things, which are, which from the classical times were seen as being the, the the keys to unlocking somebody's heart, were present in the Prophet ﷺ. So when you see um, Khalid ibn Walid, for example, when he became Muslim. The Prophet, when he, when he approached the Prophet, <coughs> it's an interesting story. He was approaching the Prophet, and the Prophet smiled. And when he sat in front of the Prophet, he, he said, o, o Muhammad, I have accepted your message. And the Prophet smiled even more, and he said, "Inni qad wa la illa ila khair. That was basically, I mean, this is what he was appealing to. The, the mu'jizah of logic and reason is demonstrated in this phrase. When the Prophet said, I, I knew the moment I saw you. And the person knew him from a young age, that you were a person of intelligence and that your intelligence would not lead you except to the truth. And we live in an age when people, there are intelligent people, there's people that have common sense. Some people stop using their common sense very early on. You know, some people, you know, in universities and mm. in colleges, they, they strive in, in perfecting their, their intellect and the use of intellect. So if you see somebody with that quality of intelligence, then you have to make the connection that this person, sure, sorry, sorry, if they're presented... Can, can, can I hold you here?
1: Mm -hmm. You said people can strive to perfect their intellect. How do you do that? I mean, this is one of the
0: things that we do do have, for example, in Islamic studies, and we have logic, mantiq. For example, we also have ilm al which is the science of debating and and discussing. We also have, uh, you have the discussion on istidlal, which is the method of of producing proofs, so inductive reason, deductive reason. All these are methods by which you come to arrive at truth. So scientific truth is based upon experimentation. And until you get to a critical mass, where you say this is now... Not just a, a working hypothesis; it's a, it's a theory. Not something. Not only a theory; it's a fact. So, example, for example, thermodynamics, the second rule of thermodynamics, for example, um, and these are actually um, not just uh, theories. They're not working hypotheses. These become um, maxims which are used, and this is what we uh, understand. When people understand basic logical arguments, like there's nothing that comes into big be- comes into being except that it has a beginning. Uh, everything that we see has a beginning that means everything that, that has a beginning has to have something that brought it into existence to begin it. Those are basic logical arguments. I mean you know, we ta- yesterday we were talking about the fact that you can actually mm-hmm. look at a, a cup of coffee hot cup of coffee and from that you can prove that God exists because according to the second law of thermodynamics in a closed system which the universe is, that um, cup of coffee if the universe had no beginning and it was, it was eternal into the past that would have actually become cold.
1: Mm.
0: In other words, it would have become... The moment that you touched it, it would have had zero entropy. Zero, you know, it, it had, all the entropy would have left it. But the fact that it's, it's hot means that it's, an, it's, it's moving and it's not come to an end and the world must have, must have had a beginning. Those are kind of logical axioms that we use. Um, and that's what the Prophet came to, to, to appeal to. In, fa- in fact, that's one, one of the things um, the Qur'an appeals to. Is there any... من من mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, look to the creation And do you see any inconsistency And then look again and again mm-hmm. And your eyesight will come back to you Tired and dejected That is an appeal to reason So Ayatina آيَاتِنَا فِي الْآفَاقِ وَفِي أَنفُسِهِمْ The Quran constantly mentions this light motive, Which is we will show them our signs In, in, in themselves and in the horizons حَتَّى يَتَبَيِّنَ لَهُمْ أنه الحق. Until mm-hmm. we become clear to these people that he is the truth or is the truth the quran is the truth or allah is the truth mm. meaning also that the prophet came with the truth and he is the truth one of the names of the prophet is al-haq the mm. one that came and manifest and embodied the truth and that's why it's so it, it, you know the prophet came and he came with the, with the, with the, with, a, with a with a message which was uh, irresistible for people people mm. of intelligence mm-hmm. the prophet came and he, he actually challenged people of intelligence that if you're a person of intelligence Here it is now you show me the inconsistency in this. You show me the inconsistency in my life. Am I being hypocritical in what I'm doing? Am I, mis- am I applying one law for, for my own family and another law for other people? No. In the famous instance when a woman from Bani Makhzum was accused of, 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 a, of a crime and people came to help her. Bani Makhzum a big tribe. You know, Think of it in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. One of the big, big families does something wrong and everyone says, no, leave her alone. Leave that person alone. And the Prophet became angry and he says, even if Fatima bint Muhammad, the, Fatima, the daughter of Muhammad, did this, I would have punished her. Mm-hmm. And that was basically to say, look, this is who I am and I start with the, my own family, I start with myself. And that was part of the amazing logic of the Prophet that you could not um, detract from his character. And this is why Shama'il, talking about the qualities of the Prophet is so important because it's not just important to think about things logically. Because there's actually a book, you know, there's a book about, by a psychologist who talks about, it's, I think it's called The Elephant and the Rider. It's basically about the fact that we know things to be wrong we still do them. Mm, like, for example, a mm. lot of doctors, the, the kind of, the, the statistics of doctors being alcoholic is far more than the general population. And if you ask doctors about the, the harms of alcohol, they will tell you more than anybody else. They will know the harms of alcohol. You go to an A&E department in, in any any country, they will tell you the harms of alcohol. So why are doctors alcoholics? You mm-hmm. know, I mean, there's people. You know, this Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu said that n- nobody caused me to reach Allah except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay. At the end of the day, People can come to know Allah without any, any, any sign coming to them, without any prophet coming to them. Okay. So that's why the Maturidi's the school, they say that it's an obligation on people, even if no prophet sent to them, to believe in God.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, but what we're talking about more is to embody, the f- in the fullest sense, holiness, mm-hmm. godlike, go- godliness. Okay. You have to go through the door of the Prophet Sallallahu to, to, to totally manifest that. You have to understand the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam The knowledge of Allah, the knowledge of God Is attainable in, in, in the most basic form um, For every human being through their intelligence mm.
1: um,
0: that, That's based upon an understanding of, of the creation It's based upon the perfection of creation It's based upon logical proofs that people understand It's based upon the fact that you know The Big Bang Theory shows that the, the, the cosmos came into being It must mean somebody who brought it into being All those kind of things point towards God but to understand um, the personal qualities of Allah The manifestation of God In terms of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that only comes to revelation And the final revelation was the revelation of the Quranic text But then the question comes up Can you understand the Quranic text? And this is basically actually the most important point that needs to be made And, 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 and to this day, there is people that resist this understanding That to understand the Quran and this is my contention, it will remain my contention until I die, and I think all scholars, great scholars, um, have have taught this to their students is to understand the revelation of God, you have to understand the, the people that brought it. it was, you cannot cut off the revelation from the people that it was revealed upon in <inaudible> saqila. Allah didn't send the, the book, you know, from the skies and it fell down into our hands in one one go. It was sent, you know, part part and munajjim and in fact وَالنَّجْمِ إِذَا and Al-Najm in Arabic it, it, it means to reveal something uh, piecemeal. In other words, one bit at a time. In other words, this Qur'an was revealed to the Prophet bit by bit so he could explain and embody and, and live the Qur'an to the point that Aisha said that he was the Qur'an walking. Now It means that to understand the final revelation of God, you have to understand the Prophet Wasallam. You have to know the Prophet and You have to know the qualities of the Prophet and You have to know what his names were what, what would he do? And yesterday I was mentioning When difficult things have come up In my life or anybody's life Think of what the Prophet would have done in that situation You will find that that will clarify What the Qur'an and what Allah ultimately wants from you You know, Because we think of what would please God Because we do what we do is to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not to please any human being, any creation But it's to please Allah But how do you know what pleases God? It, mm-hmm. It's to do that through knowing that the Prophet in that situation did a specific thing And to give in charity in a way like Ibn Abbas radiallahu in Hadith of Bukhari mentioned the, the Prophet was the most generous of people But the most generous he was was in the month of Ramadan When the angel Gibrail came to him and met him And obviously the meeting of angel gibrail was a reflection of 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 understanding the Quranic text mm. that he was taught by the angel, who was taught by Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. This is why, you know, when you read the Quran, if you read it in front of a sheikh, the sheikh will have read it in front of a, his own sheikh or Sheikha, all the way back to the Prophet wa sallam, and the isnad will not stop the Prophet wa sallam, it, will, it will go on to the angel Jibrail. So you'll 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 be told that you what you've learned is from the Prophet wa sallam, from Jibrail
1: Subhanahu
0: Ila Rabb Al to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. That is. That is your Isnad, that is your that is your connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is mouth to mouth from mouth to mouth. Mm-hmm. In other words, from one person's mouth to another. It's like Ibn Wahhab, he said about the hadith of the Prophet. He says the hadith of Malik from Nafir, from Ibn Umar to the Prophet, that the veils are lifted and you see the beauty of the Prophet. That Isnad shows you who the Prophet is. But when you recite Qur'an you have to take it from the Prophet. You have to embody it. And this is why tafsir of Quran has to be seen from the perspective of how the Prophet understood the Quran. So mm-hmm. we connect. I mean this is completely going against a modern literary theory which says that you can disconnect the person who wrote the 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 the, the book or received the book for ourselves mm-hmm. from the meanings. In other words you can say, well, you know, the person who wrote War and Peace, Tolstoy, he didn't understand what it meant. You can say you know that the people that wrote the, you know the the muallaqat in Arabic literature didn't know what they meant. We know what they mean. No, the Prophet mm. alayhi alayhi wa understood and embodied every single drop of the ocean of the Quranic text, and that is a means by which you stop people um, having the prerogative to to translate this and to interpret it and apply it in whatever way they want, and thereby vilifying the Prophet and vilifying his message, and corrupting his message, which is why. When you want to understand the Quranic text You have no choice But to knock at the door of the Prophet Sallallahu And ask him Who are you? In other words we're knocking on the door of the so Prophet is, saying, Did you
1: say ask him who are you? Yes you have a- to a- how, no, how, how do we do that? We ask the, Prophet Sallallahu Sallam, Who are you?
0: Yes because you read the books of Hadith This is what one of the teachers One of his teachers he used to say He was living alone in the, in the desert And he used to He used to say Are you not lonely? He says, How can I be lonely when I when I <laughs> when I feel lonely, I open the books and I speak to the companions, I speak to the prophets, I speak to the Salihun. And and this is the reality because you read you open a book on the seer of the Prophet, you see the Prophet speaking. Mm-hmm. You open the book of Imam Bukhari, which is the most authentic book on the face of this earth after the Quranic text, you hear the Prophet's words, words speaking. And it's narrated with such accuracy that you cannot you cannot but say this is a Prophet. You know, so when we're saying you have to knock at the door of the Prophet, that's exactly what you're doing Like Shakespeare said, knock, knock, who's there? This is exactly what you're doing You're knocking and saying, okay, this Qur'an is recited by over a billion people The tarawih, we, re- we listen to and we weep And we, 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 we swim in the ocean of the means of the Qur'anic text But who did it come to? It came to the Prophet, who was he? And one of the things in modern, in modern Islamic history what we've, which we've lost is a connection to who the person was. And the moment we lose that, it's very easy for us to mis, misplace our religion. Not just our understanding, but, you know, be very clear, I'll be very clear about this. You have, you have, you have, there's, a, there's a very clear um, you know, chance that you will lose your religion because you have not understood the, the door through which the Qur'an came. The Qur'an came through a vessel Which was the Prophet He embodied it he, he filtered it And he explained it And so when the companions shef,
1: you know, uh, so, so, shef, If we were to encapsulate What we are talking about How will we summarize What is What is a summary of Where we are going with this We are trying to understand <laughs> Prophet right We yes. are trying to understand Prophet through his Shumail yes through how he looks how where w- what he is in in terms of his character but not his teachings Th- in this part we i'm i'm asking you how he looked and because how he looked i will somehow know my Prophet better than before
0: i mean the the, the, the when t- scholars talk about the, the the physical um characteristics of the prophet they're doing it to show um the the importance the early companions gave to just dis- describing him physically in mm. other words the, the first step in understanding who he was was to get get beyond the physical in other words okay. the, the the you know the kind of physical perfection that almost veiled the message because imagine if you have somebody so perfect in form remember you mm. know people mm. george foreman yesterday was talking about muhammad ali and he said when he walked down the street there was nobody more perfect mm. This is his exact words. He felt that there's nobody more perfect created when he's mm. walking down the street, that he was the perfect human spe- specimen. And obviously that's the beginning of saying, okay, that's just a fluke of nature. That's mm. DNA, that's your parentage, that's just where you're brought up, your nourishment. But they, they mentioned mm. the, the Prophet's face and his beautiful eyebrows and his, and his lips and his, and his shoulder blades and his... You know, all these things in perfect proportion, his height... And the darkness of his hair, for example, Ali And the straightness of his hair, and the curliness of his hair, in, in perfect measure, because they wanted to get you to the point that this was the qualities of this person. But this is not why he was who he was. This is not why he was a person. Um, you know, like the poet says that the the the, the women around Yusuf Ali Salatu Islam they cut their um, their hands out of the beauty of Yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam. But the companions of the Prophet والسلام, cut their cut their lives when they knew the Prophet. Now that was mm-hmm. the difference between beauty, physical beauty with the women around the, the Prophet Yusuf alayhi salatu salatu and Zulaykha and her, her maids, they were besought besought by his physical beauty. But the people the people mm-hmm. around the Prophet the men and the women around the Prophet were sacrificed themselves because of the f- the full package which was and then you know, al-basri says you know glory be to this you know praise be to this person who had the most perfect uh, characteristics but also was enveloped in this most perfect physical form you know in this indicates that when you want to start to understand the Prophet, the person who came with the message, the person that embodied the message, you have to look at every single aspect of the Prophet to so understand what was it that made people, you know, look at him and tremble. Remember we talk about the Prophet, a, a, a man came and sat next to him and he started to shake because all of a sudden his bones started to make a noise mm-hmm. and the Prophet held him and said, Hawan and Ibn 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 I'm nothing more, he said, be careful, be, you know, be calm. I'm nothing more than the son of a woman who used to eat dried meats in Mecca. Now that meant that he had some kind of awe, he had some kind of rub. In the in Hadith of Bukhari, the Prophet said, I was given victory by ru'ab which was over 500 um, units of travel. Meaning, people, just the presence of the Prophet made people um, in awe, if this is the enemies of the Prophet, but when they came close to the Prophet, they had nothing except to, you know, sacrifice themselves and to and to really um, lay their own honour down and their, and their ideas then of what society was and what justice was When they saw him, they knew what justice was When they saw him, they understood what courage was, what beauty was mm-hmm. When they saw him, وسلم, they understood what generosity was The definitions of all these things You can either say generosity is X, Y, and Z Or you can say Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam You can either say gen- uh-huh. courage is such and such a fighter who fought, uh, Who's mentioned in, in, by, in the Iliad, for example Or you can say Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He embodied all these amazing qualities you know, physical prowess. you know, uh, Okasha, you know, the Prophet the famous hadith of Okasha. These all these are all perfections the Prophet had. And, you know, if we don't try and understand who he was and knock at the door of the Prophet and try and understand who he is, then you will be led on, on a wild goose chase in the sense of what is this religion all about. Because from my experience of learning and studying with teachers and traveling all over the Muslim world, one thing you do realize is that, is that they all agree upon the fact that the key to understanding our faith is understand the Prophet sallam because he is mm-hmm. the key by which uh, you will underst- unlock the Quranic text. He is the key by which you will understand Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. He is the key by which you will understand how to convey uh, the message of the Quran to the people in a way that is suitable to the people, in a way that is amenable to the people. And that is really c- the reason why we're doing this is that people, once they understand who the Prophet is, they can see, okay, I'm going to take a part of the Prophet's quality of generosity, of justice, of, of piety, of eloquence, of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of, 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 of fair trade, for example, or, or equality, etc., etc. The point is, you take something, even a drop of what the Prophet had, and you run with it, you'll become the most amazing person uh, you know, of your generation. That's a guarantee Because Everybody you talk about in, in this day and this age They have one good quality And because of that They are You know they're, they're praised And what we're saying Is the Prophet Had every single quality That you can think of As being aspirable to mm-hmm. He had that mm-hmm. So if you're in a radio station And you want to per- I, mean, I, I was speaking to some of the People in the radio station yesterday You know Some of them had this passion To, to perfect What they're doing mm-hmm. And that is just one drop Of the Prophet When he said إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ مِنْ عَبْدٍ إِذَا عَمِلَ عَمَنَا يُطْقِنَهُ I'll tell you something That God loves from a servant That when he does something He does it with perfection With
1: perfection
0: With perfection And that means Once you know the Prophet said that You know that Allah loves you Because you've tried to perfect what you're doing So if you've tried to If you're a calligrapher And you're trying to perfect The, the, the letter Noon yeah, Or you're a reciter of Quran And you're trying to perfect The al الْحُرُوفِ For example Or you're a teacher teaching aqeedah. Or you are a mother, uh, or, or or father, you know, teaching uh, his daughter, for example, and you are perfecting it. You have nobody else, else in Prophet <coughs> to follow because if you want to be a, a father who is good to his daughter, you look at the Prophet and you see that he would stand up for Fatima radiallahu anha, and that is the degree. And he would stand and kiss her hand, mm-hmm. Ali and he would place her on, on his right hand side, Ali sallallahu to the point that when Aisha, when, when Fatima radiallahu anhu. And would walk She would walk Like the Prophet ﷺ. And was, oh, she, she took so much From the Prophet ﷺ That she would, her walking Was the walking Of the Prophet ﷺ. And she was the one That defended the Prophet When he was being attacked In Mecca al-Mukarrama And when he passed away Ali was, and From this world She was the one Who died out of Sorrow for his passing Scholars Almost by Without, without exception A consensus Among scholars of, of, of history Say that six months After the death Of the Prophet Or passing away The Prophet ﷺ, She died of of intense sorrow mm-hmm. Over the passing of the Prophet Because she could not imagine That the father that she had Who was the most <laughs> perfect father Had left mm. Because she was imagining that the, the, What would happen is that He would have to bury her And in fact that didn't happen She was the one uh, you know, Child of the Prophet That survived him والسلام, Which is an exception All the other children uh, Did not survive the Prophet so, so. so you've got this person who is uh, called Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Named Muhammad Because of everything We've been talking about For the last you know, hour or so Muhammad yeah. This is it Muhammad If you want to know who he is Allah is telling you It's Muhammad It's Ahmed And that is it That's the end of the story So you want to say Why are we talking about the Prophet Allah will answer you And say Muhammad Rasulullah Allah will mention it Allah will answer it And say Muhammad is the messenger of God That's it Full stop mm-hmm. Muhammad is the messenger of God And it was his connection To the highest realms the, 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 the heavens And the angelic realms Is that he is the one Sent to mankind To perfect the qualities And this is why Imam Malik When he relates the hadith I was sent for nothing Other than to Perfect good character That is a hasar Meaning That's the most important thing the Prophet was, was sent with was to perfect good characters in people. Mm-hmm. So, everybody listening has a good character. They might be generous, but they're not perfecting that. The Prophet came to tell you if you read my history, if you read my story, if you read my Sira, and you look at my qualities as a human being, I will teach you how to perfect what you already have.
1: You have compassion. I'll show you how to have more compassion Sheikh inshallah we'll continue talking about this And ov- obviously but in the last part I want to know Muhammad Inshallah
0: So I mean If, you, if you're talking about Muhammad wasalam, You're really talking about a name uh, Which embodies It's like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The name Allah If you want to understand Allah You look at all other names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala You know Gafur Rudu, Rahma Allah is al-Basit, al qabid al-Raziq. These these are just small qualities of the name Allah. Mm. And if you want to understand Muhammad you're pointed towards all the other qualities the Prophet had because because of them he will be called Muhammad. And Muhammad simply means the one that's praised. I mean, one of the things that's interesting about, you know, people do mention this to me quite a lot, that they say maybe. People do have too much um, emphasis on the Prophet ﷺ in terms of mentioning him and praying on the Prophet ﷺ or you know talking about his names and qualities. Um, but the answer to that is really the Quran. The Quran. I mean, if you think of who chose the name the, the name Muhammad ﷺ, it was Allah Subhanahu wa Taala for the Prophet and the story of that name is actually unbelievable because you don't realize it until you come to the Day of resurre- res- Resurrection.
1: Mm.
0: It's then you will understand. In fact, you're asking me what does Muhammad mean? Ali Salatu Salam, Ali, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We're unable to say what it means until we see everybody standing on the Day of Judgment. And the, the situation where the thirst is such that you... I mean, if you're fasting and you, you have the, this thirst and you have this hunger, this is nothing compared to the hunger and thirst. There's nothing compared to the, the sweat and, and the tired state of humanity on that day. And on that day in the Hadith of Al-Bukhari, it says that every people will run to one from one prophet to another, from Adam to Noor to Musa to Isa, coming from one prophet to another, and they will all say, nafsi, nafsi. Hmm. And the, the whole of humanity The, the, hadith, the words of the hadith are, All of humanity comes to the Prophet ﷺ, And they find him prostrating In front of the arsh of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la. And when they see him there Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la speaks to the Prophet ﷺ. Allah says Raise your head O Muhammad And from the sajda that he's in Everybody's running Everybody's running to see if we'll, what, their, what their hashr will be What their end will be And he is in prostration and he has he has totally subversed himself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is why he's called Al Abd as well, one of the names of the Prophet is Abd, the servant. And Allah says to him, Irfa'a ya Muhammad, O Muhammad, now you will now we will know why he is Muhammad. Irfa Rasak. Mm-hmm. ishfa Tushafa. This is where the key to understanding Muhammad is, because it means the one who is praised praised to the point of there's no limit, inherently praiseworthy. Because Allah will say to him, ishfa Tushafa. Um, seek intercession for people and, and it, it will be accepted. Is al Ask whatever you want and it will be given. And at that point, people will will have to say with their lips and with their hearts and with their bodies, Muhammad, because this is praiseworthiness. To be in a situation where you're the one that is given the keys to people's destinies. Allah has given the, the order over to the Prophet. Is al It will be given. Whatever you ask for it will be given. to shafa'. Whatever you intercede with, it will be accepted by the, by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm-hmm. And all of the things we talk about When you say Muhammad is a Kareem He is Jawad He is Shahid al Nadir Al-Bashir All these things are just drops But the real Muhammad the, the fact that we are the Ummah of the Prophet And we're called With the, the Muhammadan community With the community of the Prophet We only realize that in, in, in its real sense When we see the Prophet Interceding for us on the day of judgment And this, you know, part of what we're... Trying to do is actually look at some of the names so that we can try and picture who Muhammad was So you start to kind of you have a holistic picture of the Prophet Sallallahu And you know uh, one of the commentators in Dalai al Khairat he says that the benefit of mentioning the names of Prophet Is that you start to visualize him mm-hmm. In other words you start as a human being you start to create a picture in your mind which, can, as we said before, cannot be drawn. You have no picture of the Prophet no, no representation of the Prophet in, in a pictorial form, because he lives in the hearts of billions. When they, when they know that Muhammad is al-Bashir, al-Nadir, al-Shahid, Siraj al-Munir, all these qualities, that is enough for them to picture in their mind something that they will sacrifice themselves for. They will live for that person. They will die for that person. They will sacrifice themselves for that person. And if you look at the companions, they were the first in line to say, Fida ummi wa ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of God, may my mother and father be be, be sacrificed for you. And that is the Muhammadan quality where he people despite themselves, even if they didn't want to um submit, they submitted. Hmm. They had to submit. Even during the end of their lives in Mecca al people who were so hard hearted, so hypocritical, it, just for the force of his character. He the Prophet wore them down. Even the worst of people, the Prophet wore them down. You know the people who entered the Islam at the end of his life from from the Quraysh who were full of hypocrisy, full of arrogance. I mean the, the, the Arabs. One thing about the Arabs you'll give them is that they were arrogant. There's one thing that you you can give the Quraysh, the leaders of the Quraysh, that they were stubborn in their disbelief, and they would not leave the the way of their forefathers. But the force of the character of the Prophet meant that they had to leave that. You know the the path of their forefathers, despite you know rukma unufihim, despite their their, their their arrogance that they had in their noses, and the veneration we have for the Prophet is based upon the fact that we understand the Prophet to be Muhammad, and when we look at the qualities, when we look at the names of the Prophet Sallallahu we will start to visualize the Prophet Ali Sallallahu Alaihi and one of the reasons you know we do that is so that we have a connection with him Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, which is why people go to Madinatul Munawara. They stand in front front of the resting place of the Prophet and they say, Assalamu alaikum, Ya Rasulullah. They have to have that connection because when you go there, people can say, Can we not say it here and the angels will convey it? You tell me, if you have any faith in your heart, you stand in front of the muwajah of the Prophet and you look towards the the, the place where the Prophet is buried and you know that his face is, is. Per, turn towards you and you say, Assalamu alayka Ya Rasulullah. You tell me if that does not embody within you a deep reverence for who that person was. To be in the muwajah of the Prophet والسلام, and to turn to the right, to, to Abu Bakr, radiallahu anhu his, his, his closest companion, and to Umar, radiallahu anh, the just. You cannot say that you will not start to visualize who this person was. Because mm. then if you... I you tell you, you make, a, seerah, you
1: make a journey, you make a special journey to go there. And you stand there, and you say As-salatu alayka, ya Rasulullah."
0: You say that you. The journey is like um, Sheikh Sa'adi He went on, um, you know, he went to Hajj. There's a famous story. He went to Hajj, and he travelled all the way back to Khorasan Khurasan. And people said, "You're not visiting the Prophet <laughs> He said, "How could I be so?" And this is a heightened state of, of etiquette. He said, "How how 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 could I stand in front of the Prophet <laughs> when I came to visit him because of another reason?" And even though it's hajj, I mean, it's everybody, mm. other, every, other, every other person in the history of Islam has gone, they've done hajj in the visit of the Prophet His etiquette was such that he would only go back home, he would prepare himself again and travel all the way to the Prophet mosque and pray there and, and give salam to the Prophet because he he understood who the Prophet was. I mean, that quality of deep etiquette in the presence of the Prophet it's something that we understand from the companions He didn't just make this up It wasn't an innovation mm-hmm. You know you have Hadith of Abu Dawood The, the Sahih narration of Al-Ashaj Came from Bahrain with a party of his people Two weeks travelling through the desert They come and, and visit the Prophet's Mosque They go and embrace the Prophet And they're sweating And they have body odours And the Prophet still embraces them mm-hmm. But Al-Ashaj, the leader he, he takes his time He asks for a place to, to bathe himself He bathes himself Puts on new clothes Puts on itar and, and, and perfume And he walks with all tranquility To the Prophet And he takes the hands Of the Prophet And kisses them Kisses a few Of the Prophet As mentioned In, in the Sahih Of Abu Da'ud And The Prophet Looks at him And smiles And says You have been blessed With two qualities That are beloved to God And his messenger Al-Hilm mm. wal-ana, Which is Forbearance And And having Doing things At the right time